0: Hello there and a very good afternoon to you on this Sunday as we all continue to grapple with the new reality that is the COVID-19 global pandemic, the coronavirus and how we're all managing it. I have to say here in Ireland, it's been a joy to behold and have to single out the Irish mammies on this one. And it was my neighbour Dan who uh, encapsulated this when we met uh, from a private or no what would you call it a personal distance no a physical distance yeah we're all obeying the protocols over here so from a physical distance my neighbour Dan McKay pretty much summed it up and he said it's it's the Irish Mammies Shane see he's from Liverpool I know that was a poor Liverpoolian accent but you know what I mean anyway Dan said the Irish Mammies are playing their part big time here and he's absolutely right see the women know what to do and the more strong women that we have in leadership roles all over the place, the better we're going to be. That's a fact. I'm proud to come from a house with a strong woman leading the way and uh, I'd have to say that about the house that I was brought up in. And I would hope and we certainly are doing our best to make sure that the next generation of who's A certain young girl is going to be as strong as we would like her to be. So there you go. Anyway, women understand mother nature. So that's why people in Ireland are really kind of doing their bit. And uh, the men are just trotting behind, which is how it should be. And I include myself amongst that band of brothers. (laughs) So here we are on this Sunday. And uh, it's the 19th of April. And I have a very special guest, it's a recorded interview, it is unedited, and it took place on Friday the 13th of March, yes folks, unlucky for some, but you know, this is when COVID-19 was really starting to uh, grab hold of our attention, and we were all way behind, but you know, that's, that's been the way for so many different nations. Um, so on the Friday that I'm te- uh, the Friday that I'm speaking of, Friday the thirteenth, I met with a young man from Mallow in County Cork. He was up in Dublin, and his name is James Sugru, and he's a very special young man because he is Ireland's top amateur golfer. Uh, he won the amateur championship last year, which some people. Uh, mainly from the States and and other countries, called the British Amateur. But it is known as the Amateur Championship. It has been won in the past by Irishmen. And I think of Alan Dunbar in 2012. I think of Michael Hoey, 2001, Prestwick. I think of, um, let me see, Garth McGimsey, Ireland's greatest living amateur. He won at Royal Dornock in 1985. What a legend he is. Our greatest living amateur. We all bow to Garth. The original GMAC and best. And let me see. Um, Before that then we had Joe Carr winning it three times. And he was a semi-finalist countless times. He was a beaten finalist in the late 60s at the hands of Sir Michael Bonalek. And then you have to go back to... 1946, when another man from Cork, James Bruin Jr., the legendary Jimmy Bruin, Ireland's first golfing superstar. If you don't know anything about him, look it up. Or you can actually watch a feature that I did for the BBC in 2008. It is on YouTube. All you have to do is key in Jimmy Bruin. So, um yeah, he was an outstanding man. We've a nation full of outstanding golfers, men and women who have laid the foundations for all the success that we currently enjoy. And it is to be celebrated. And we do. It's a tight-knit, close family within the golf community, I can assure you. And uh, the Emerald Isle has produced many wonderful golfing talents. And hopefully we will continue to do so. But all the building blocks are in place. So one man who has benefited from this Uh, through his junior days, into his youth days, into his full amateur days, is undoubtedly James Sugrew. So we met on Friday the 13th of March and we shared a car car together uh, to Houston Station where he was taking the train back down to his mammy, the wonderful Margaret, who is a loyal servant of the Golfing Union of Ireland, looking after all the juniors in the Munster region. And he's got a terrific dad. In Michael. And he's got a lovely family and he is a smashing fella. As you will find out when we go through his Spotify album and have a chat about his amateur career to date, his future plans, which for everyone really are on hold. And uh, we talk about that win at Port Marnock, which was celebrating its 125th anniversary and Port Marnock had hosted the Amateur Championship 70 years previously, when another Irishman actually emerged, beating Willie Ternessa, the reigning US Amateur Champion, in the final. But there was a very special man from Dunmurray up in Belfast called Max McCready. Played out of Sunningdale, spent most of his latter days in Africa, uh, but he won in 1949. And 70 years later, Another Irishman, James Sugru, beat Graham Walker to emerge victorious. And in so doing, he was guaranteed a spot in the Open Championship at Royal Portrush, where he played alongside uh, Darren Clark in the first two rounds. And who else did he play with? It'll come to me. Or maybe he mentions it in the interview. And um, so he was into that and just missed out on making the cut. He had a seven. Um, in his back nine on the second day a Treb. Horrible. And then finished with, I think it was five powers. So he's got the stuff, ladies and gentlemen. And he has been given invitations to play in the US Open, which should be taking place in June, uh, at Winged Foot, where Jimmy Bruin and Joe Carr, Cecil Ewing, Uh, They all played in the Walker Cup back in the late 40s at winged foot. So the golfing circles, they're quite incredible. Uh, What else will I tell you? Of course, um, James um, received a precious invitation to the Masters Tournament, which should have taken place last week. But it has been postponed. And on the day that we met, he had just received the news of its postponement. So what follows is a chat with James Sugrue, in a car, driving through Dublin City, on our way to Houston Station, before he jumped on a train back to Mammy. All right, here we go. And this interview is unedited. James, how are you? I'm not too bad. Shane, how are you? Good. I... Look, I, I, I reckoned that the Masters thing would evolve in the way that it did. Uh, everything was pointing to it, so it wasn't a massive surprise. How did you feel when you kind of got the email from Augusta National itself? Yeah,
1: like, like you just said, I was kind of half expecting it as well. From after hearing that the players had been cancelled and all all the tournaments up until the that tournament in Texas, just before the Masters was going to be cancelled, I was kind of expecting it. Obviously... A little bit a little bit disappointed, but you know, I was also pleased to see the the word postponed as opposed to cancelled.
0: <laughs> yeah. That must have been a huge a huge relief because like you are dealing with uh family and friends who are just tickled pink. Uh or tickled uh what's the word? They've got a lovely pink flower actually. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm getting carried away. Having been to Augusta a few times and been fortunate to be there. Um Azalea that's it tickled Azalea that uh, you know they were going to the Masters because it's the dream ticket for everyone which you can appreciate because like you've been that fan but you've actually um, you've crossed the divide into being a player Mm -hmm. and then to win the amateur gets you this precious invitation into three of the four majors
1: yeah obviously if if If, like, my friends and family had been told that it was going to be cancelled, they would probably be just as disappointed as myself because, like, they were after spending a lot of money to be over there on flights, accommodation and everything, and then for it to just be kind of told a couple of weeks before that, oh, no, it's cancelled, good luck until next year, I don't think that would have went down too well with a lot of my family and friends.
0: Okay, Well, look, we've lots to talk about. Um, We're going to play a bit of music... So I know you've selected a few tracks uh, that you've loaded into your Spotify album yeah. for this chat. Um, the first bit of uh, music, is it old? Is it new? Is it something that... Um, I think a lot of
2: my
1: music would be... It's a, it's a big variety. I like some stuff that's in the charts. I like a little bit of old stuff. I like a little bit of rap. I like I like a little bit of everything. Really, yeah. there isn't really maybe the headbanging rock music wouldn't be up my alley. <laughs> you don't but look like a headbanger, no. Head, to no, so like anything really. Yeah, I'd listen to I'd listen I'd listen to more stuff. Okay, what's this uh, track number one? Um, Outcast Roses.
3: and crash, crash, crash into a ditch. Just play. Her attitude is body When I met her at a party She was hardly acting naughty I said, shawty, would you call me? She said, pardon me, are you bawling? I said, darling, you sound like a prostitute pausing Oh, so you're one of them freaks Get geeked at the sight of an ATM receipt But game been beat. Dropping names, she's weak Tricking off, this bitch is lost Must take me for a geek A quick way to eat A uh, deep place to sleep when I call for a week, a trick for retreat, no. Go on the raw sex, my ace test is flawless, regardless. We don't want to get involved with all them lawyers. It's judges, just to hold grudges in the courtroom. I want to see your support, bro, and I not support not you. Support,
0: The roses, the choice, the first choice indeed of James Sugru and the uh, Cool Band. Yeah, very cool, very and cool. You like it for what reason? Um,
1: I suppose I just like the song. Really, it's it's just a good song. Um, it was in South Africa earlier on this year that one of the lads. So we'd be in the we'd be in our little kind of. Uh, a van kind of minivan thing and we'd be we could be driving for a couple of hours this year we had to drive from where were we driving from Rand Park to Leopard Creek so it was like four and a half five hours that kind of way wow so there was a lot of songs being played and this one just kind of popped in and I hadn't heard in a good few years and it just yeah I added it to the playlist and it was it was um, it was definitely well worth
0: well worth time. It became a soundtrack effectively yeah, to your trip to yeah. South Africa. What a country! Yeah, lovely. Now you were there in January, uh-huh. and you were playing a series of elite events. Yeah, you're part of that elite squad within the Golfing Union of Ireland who get to go and live out their dreams effectively, um, paid for by the GUI. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's,
1: it's unbelievable. Um, I could safely say that I probably wouldn't be standing here today without the help and support of the GUI. Everything they do from bringing us to places to getting us into events and you know it's just it's just unbelievable like everything they do for us it's really is much appreciated.
0: There's a famous story and it actually relates to your home club because Percy Shannon the late great Percy Shannon was one of the driving forces behind the club and obviously with the the Golfing Union of Ireland as well. And uh, when I played in junior, junior championships, uh, he would have been a, a fixture mm-hmm. along with Dick Barry, two great men of Mallow Golf Club. Um, but Percy Shannon was with the Irish boys' team, or it could have been the youths' team. The famous story, anyway, is that he was asking all the lads on the squad, Where are you going to be next year, uh, lads? What's the plan? And some of them were like, You know, well, I'm hoping to be going to a college, I'll get a scholarship. Um, uh, one of them was kind of hoping to maybe graduate onto the developmental tours. And one guy was staying very quiet while all the lads were kind of projecting their future Mm -hmm. for Percy Shannon as they travelled in one of these vans to an event, I think it was in Italy. But the guy who was quietest was a chap called Paul Dr Harrington. And he was asked by Percy at the very end because he hadn't piped up. And... uh, Podrick said I'm going to be on this bus next year <laughs> I'm going to stay in college and I'm going to try and get on this bus every year <laughs> until I get my qualification and then I might consider my options yeah very because good he answer knew, he knew that this was a dream ticket yeah because you get to play in all of the best amateur championships mm-hmm. you get looked after you get flown and bussed to amazing events and housed with hosts or mm. In hotels, whatever, but it's just a glorious opportunity to develop your game and to see where you're at with yeah. your peers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's as I said, it's the opportunities that that they give us is just it's great. Like I, I don't think I I would have won the amateur without the help of the GUI. Like for example, the year before that, they brought us over to um, Royal Aberdeen to play in the amateur looked after us like you don't have to put your hand in your pocket for the time that you're with them they look after you with the best of food lovely hotels everything like that so they really do tee up for to have a great week every week
0: it's massive Um, let's talk about playing for Ireland but before we do that let's have track number two from the selection on Spotify from Um, James Suger track
1: number two is going to be Blinded by Your Grace Stormzy. Oh nice. Yeah, you might have heard of him. He's um
0: I have He's an English I kind like of rapper. <laughs> he's cool, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's pretty like cool. Like his raps are amazing. Yeah. And when you see him at Nebworth or uh some of these festivals that they have in the summer in the UK. Mm. It's it's almost like he's a preacher.
1: Yeah, like th- this song in particular in Glastonbury last year, he kind of I suppose famously Kind of let everyone else sing in with to the song with him, and it just went down great. Like there's, it kind of went half viral, I suppose. The video of him um, trying to get people to sing in with him it was it was very good.
0: It's cool. Here is Stormzy. I'm blinded by your grace. I'm blinded
3: by your grace. By your grace. I'm blinded by your grace I'm blinded by your Lord, I've been broken Although I'm not worthy You fix me I'm blinded by your grace You came and saved me Lord, I've been broken Although I'm not worthy You fixed me, now I'm blinded by your grace. you came and saved me. One time for the Lord, Lord. and one time for the the cause, and one round of applause, one time for Fraser T. Smith on the courts. One. I stay prayed up, then I get the job done Yeah, I'm Abigail's you, but I'm God's son But I'm up now, look at what God's done No, i real tall, look at what God did Ayy. On the mainstays, running around topless my phone flips then I tell him that we got this Ayy. This is God's plan, they can never stop this Like, wait right there, could you stop my verse? You saved this kid and I'm not your first It's not by blood and it's not by birth But oh my God, what a God I serve No You came and saved me Lord, I'm broken No one, nobody You fix me, now I'm blinded By your grace You came and saved me I said a prayer this morning I prayed I would find a way To another day so afraid till you came and say you came
0: listening to the back nine podcast I'm Shane O'Donoghue in the company of amateur champion James Sugru who has uh, well had to deal with I wouldn't say a crisis but um, it's it's an issue with regard to the Masters tournament for 2020 it has been postponed and uh, he's coolly getting on with life but uh, that is Blinded by Your Grace from Stormzy which is his second track in this podcast and um, they have a green jacket in Augusta for the winner but you got your first green jacket playing for the Irish boys team when?
1: Um, I think when I was 15 so we I played boys home internationals three years in a row so I think I would have been 15 playing my first year Um, played in Beltre it was obviously it was a great thing for, for me and my family you know the green jacket and and whatnot is, was always kind of mentioned in the house about, you know, even even like in the club and stuff, I remember there was Mervyn Owens, who was a great amateur golfer mm-hmm. from my club. who
0: Also a winner of the South.
1: Like also, yeah, also a winner of the South. Um, mm-hmm. He got his green jacket and, you know, there was talk in the club about, oh, you know, he has a green jacket and this and that. It's always, it was always a special moment. For, for anyone that, that gets a green jacket. And
0: don't they give a green jacket to the winner of the South as well?
1: Yeah, correct. They give you a green jacket with South of Ireland champion on it Yeah, and whatever year you won it. So it is pretty cool.
0: It was amazing at the Irish Open last year, the Dubai Duty Free Irish Open at Lahinch. Paul McGinley was obviously the host, but he was a former winner of the South. Mm-hmm. And uh, they uh, made him an honorary member of the club, so they gave him, gave him an extra special green jacket. Mm. Um now, we are very much live and in the Think of it in Dublin. <laughs> and that was a police car. Luckily not flagging us down. Uh, we're in the back of a car here and we're on our way to the train station. Uh, but James, uh, the fascination with the Masters and the green jacket, when did that first start to per- percolate?
1: Um, I suppose from a very young age, you know, from maybe the age of nine, ten, seeing Tiger chip in, and I think it was all five. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I think everyone, even if you are not a golf fan, I think everyone is kind of drawn to the Masters. It's it's a special tournament, and it's it's held in a special golf course that it just it 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 always looks different to every other major and every other course that the cameras are on. It just looks so pristine. Um, obviously, it, it plays quite tough. Um, the greens are quite slopey. It's just, it's that one that you'd always kind of want to go to mm. and that one that you definitely always want to play in.
0: And who was the first person you met, can you recall, who had been to the Masters as you were a boy um, and sitting in wonderment, oh my God, you've been there
1: Yeah, definitely would be the pro and Mala Golf Club, Sean Conway Yeah, So he's he's a golf nut He's been, <laughs> he's been to the Masters probably 10 or 15 Good times um, Yeah, he loves golf And I remember him just telling me about it when I was a kid And being very jealous of him when he'd be heading out there in April And I'd be stuck at home
0: Nothing worse than being stuck at home, but it does fire the imagination. Um, We'll talk about your ambitions in golf and how they actually started to accelerate as a kid, but let's take track number three. Um, Track number three is Christy Moore,
1: um, Back Home in Derry. Wow. Why do you like Christy? Uh, I've always liked Christy. He's... I think he's great. I think he's a great singer. Um, I think his songs have great meaning. And I just enjoy him, I just enjoy him. No matter what mood I'm in, I'm always in I'm
2: always in the mood for a bit of Christie. In 1803 we sailed out to sea, Out from the sweet town of Derry For Australia bound if we didn't all drown The marks of our feathers we carried. In the rusty iron chains we cried for our ways, A good woman we left in sorrow As the main cells a the curses we heard On the English and thoughts of tomorrow At the mouth of the foil bid farewell to the soil As down below decks we were lying O Doherty screamed, walking out of a dream By a vision of bald Robert tail. The sun burned cruel as we dished out the gruel. Dan Connor was down with a fever Sixty rebels today, bound for Botany Bay How many will reach their receiver to hell as our bow fought to swell. Our ship danced like a moth in the firelight. White horses rode high as the devil passed by taking souls to haddies by twilight. Five weeks out to sea we were now forty-three. We buried our comrades each morning. In our own slime we were lost in a time. Endless night without dawn. Back home in Derry Oh I wish I was back home In Derry. Van Diemen's land Is a hell for a man To end out his whole life In slavery Where the climate is raw And a gun makes the law Neither wind nor rain Care for bravery Twenty years have gone by, I've ended my bond My comrades go, swap behind me A rebel I came, like I'm still the same Under cold winds of night you will fight me
0: Commandery from the legendary Christy Moore, one of the absolute special troubadours from the Emerald Isle. and uh, That is a choice of James Sugru, the 2019 amateur champion. He won at Port Marnock Golf Club only the second time that the amateur was played at Port Marnock. Um, and indeed, only the second time in history that the amateur championship was played outside the UK. So there's a little bit of politics behind all of that. And... Uh, Ireland effectively leaving the British Commonwealth and becoming a republic, but the RNA had decided that they would go to Port Marnock when Ireland was still part of the Commonwealth. So that was in 1949. It was won by Max McCready from uh, Dunmurray, uh, also played out of Sunningdale. And Max McCready won that championship, beating Willie Ternessa in the final, who was the reigning US amateur champion. So it was massive. An Irish winner of the amateur at Port Marnock and to think that we had another Irish winner of the amateur at Port Marnock when it was played again 70 years later and his name is James Suger what is it like to know that your name is on that trophy that it is always going to be on that magnificent trophy
1: yeah it was it's it's unreal I think you know to see like Bobby Jones on the same trophy as yourself yeah. is is just kind of a bit mad really you know probably the greatest amateur of all time um yeah it's it's just crazy when when i saw that that just really kind of put it into perspective for me how how old and how legendary i suppose the tournament is and then how much of a great achievement is to have your name on the same trophy as bobby jones yeah
0: so you definitely want to play on Bobby Jones' playground, the course that was developed in his honour, um, between him and Alistair McKenzie. It was opened in the early 30s, and then they started hosting this invitational tournament in 1934. You know, he was the first superstar of the game. He, he won the amateur and the US amateur, the US Open, and the Open Championship in 1930 just unreal yeah and if you think about it like i mean that they call that thing the impregnable quadrilateral so it became the grand slam and everything was documented by a man called ob keeler who kind of created the myth uh that was deserving around bobby jones so here you are winning one quarter of jones's slam for yourself mm. in Port Marnock. And then Shane Larry goes and wins the second quarter yeah. of that that particular slam. Just, you know, what is it, a month later?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was obviously a a brilliant year for for Irish golf. Um just kind of a little disappointed that I couldn't be on that eighty in green with Shane getting the silver medal, but yeah, it was it was a great year. I, I, I won't I won't um complain too much. It was
0: definitely a year that I'll remember for the rest of my life fantastic just fantastic and having been there and I was there with my little boy uh, watching you do that and just the calm demeanour what was it like being in that zone
1: yeah it was great Um, as you said you're just kind of in a zone Um, you're not really you don't care who's there or who's watching or anything like that all you care about is Yourself trying to hit that little white ball that you're standing over as close to the pin as possible. Um, it's just kind of the real simple thoughts that yeah. that I was thinking, I suppose, that week. Um, I think that's when you play well. Your it's it's a lot of simple things that you do well. It's not you know crazy stuff like mm-hmm. driving at 380 or whatever. <laughs> but it's just if you do the simple things well, yeah. I think that's that's when I play my best anyway.
0: And how important was the relationship that you have built up with your clubmate Connor Dowling, who was yeah. caddying for you?
1: Yeah, it's it's great. I've known so when I was young playing in the club, Connor would have been a very good player. Um, I suppose I kind of would have looked up to him as a player when I was growing up. Um, yeah, so I know him. I know him for for years, pretty much.
0: How much older than you is he? Um, I think he's twenty eight. Okay. So he so was that elder lemon six, of the juniors yeah. when you were yeah. starting out. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. So he was he was very good, as I said. Um, my family would be very good friends with his family also. Yeah. So, so yeah. I pretty much know him
0: my whole life. And I should point out, if I may, that my mother played senior cup golf with Connor's mother when she was in the bank, the Ulster Bank in Clonmel. Uh-huh. Yep. And uh, they had a great relationship and enjoyed many a battle. But Mary was just a bit, she was a bit special as a golfer to be honest.
1: Yeah, with Mary was Mary was very good. Um I remember we used to always like Connor about when when we were kind of growing up that his mam was the best golfer in the house. <laughs> it's probably fair. Yeah, and like his dad and he's got two other brothers and they play as well. But Mary was off like one for yeah. a long long time. So yeah, she's a, she's a great player. Class. Yeah, she player. was
0: about four handicap or three handicap when she was in in Clonmel Golf Club. Yeah for that period and, uh, uh, like she was just that bit extra special yeah it's amazing you know uh, like uh, do you ever think about what it takes and this is relative you know you see scratch golfers you see plus ones plus twos what's the essential ingredient that actually makes a winner at that level um, I think consistency
1: I think it's just being able to go out every week and when you have an off day, it's level par. You know, you can't have an off day and shoot 78, you know. I think it's just consistency.
0: Okay, good point. Well, look, we could talk forever and hopefully we'll talk again and the very best of luck with everything that's about to evolve this year and hopefully the Masters tournament will uh, be rescheduled. Um, One final track, if you don't mind, just before we leave... Uh, just to complete this little musical adventure in the world the Spotify world of James Sugru a a global traveller in the game of golf
1: Um, Luke Kelly the rocky road to Dublin fair play (laughs) (laughs) alright here it is (laughs)
4: Dublin, whack for lolly, da! In Dublin, next to and not in such a to be so soon the thing was in my city than a charter All among the quality, one with the store. In the name something crossed me mind. When I left behind the card I'd find the bumble stick away. And the barley head Missed myself Was there a better to
0: Our, I suppose, supreme folk singers, the late great Lou Kelly, who passed away in 1984, member of the Dubliners. Uh, there are two fantastic sculptures in his honour in Dublin. If you're coming, uh, you've got to see them. Uh, the one that is down by the quays in Dublin is extraordinary. I think it's just, it is, it is him, but it's a large bust, effectively, and it's his face and. The hair, I mean, it's just you, you got to check it out online if you if you're not going to come to Dublin. Lou Kelly, sculptor, sculpture um, or statue whatever, you'll find it. Um, you like him? Yeah,
1: yeah, I like I like some of his tracks. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's
0: just got a powerful voice. Yeah. Um, James, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Shane. Uh, the very best of luck with everything. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for joining me on this uh, special podcast, and uh, I hope to see you. Um, during the year, and it's going to be an adventure as you kind of roll into 2020. Uh, we met in Oman a couple of weeks ago, and hopefully the next time we'll be in Augusta National. Hopefully. Thanks for having me, Shane. You've been listening to O on the radio, which is a Niche Media production. Any and all unauthorised use or broadcast of the material contained herein will be in breach of copyright.